Golf ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB sports app now. Meaningful metrics on Off the Ball. In partnership with Whoop, a personalized digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential. See whoop.com for more. Michael getting very excited there about Nathan Collins' second goal for Burnley tonight. Uh, Burnley 2-0 up at the break at home to Southampton. Nathan Collins with the second goal in four games. The future is bright. The future is Collins. It, it almost wasn't given. There was a VAR review, not for what Mick saw there, which was Collins climbing on his marker, uh, but rather Jack Cork had strayed into an offside position and there was a, a ponderance as to whether the ball had flicked off Cork, who was in that offside position and gone in, but it seems not. Uh, the the, the point. The goal has been given, uh, despite the fact that uh, Nathan Collins is climbing all over his man. He climbed over Ward Prowse with, uh, just so people can imagine if they're listening, a hand on each shoulder and a complete, like he just catapulted himself there. up. Yeah. Like, you actually, I haven't seen it in football in years and it's mad that they went to VAR because VAR naturally checks everything yeah. uh, once it goes to a, a review. So, yeah, it's great. Go- Delighted for Nathan Collins, don't really care. Two goals in four <laughs> games. Uh, anybody who's worried about the uh, disappearance, I guess, from um, the visibility of Shane Duffy uh, need not worry yeah. because we've got Nathan Collins. We that Richarlison goal last night looking a little bit more important now keeps Everton out of the relegation zone this evening if Burnley and win just, this game. And yeah. only just because that is a 2 0 lead for Burnley. Connor Roberts, it was, who got the first of those goals and the pick of them as well. A really, really pleasant uh, left footed finish from him. So 2 0 to Burnley, but it is time, as you heard there, for meaning metrics on off the ball in partnership with Whoop the personalised digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential see Whoop.com for more essentially looking at some of the numbers around this week's championship action of which there's a lot we've previewed it essentially in terms of what we can expect in terms of the play from Conlet and from Eamon just before the break but in terms of the numbers Mick McCarthy is here to break them down going into this weekend yeah a few, a few random numbers based around some of the some of the games that we're looking at this weekend. No, no numbers are random, Mick. They all occur where they're supposed to occur. No, I'm saying I'm I'm approaching them randomly to find out the meaningful metrics for them. Let's not the, get fucked out. The first one, the first one, what I want to talk about isn't necessarily about this weekend, but it is Mayo are obviously back in action. Big game against their old rivals, Galway. Essentially, uh, this is why Nathan's not on tonight because he's doing the stretches <laughs> for, for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So look, you know, it's not straight knockout as it has been the last couple of years, but still, it's the th- type of game Mayo need to win if they're to continue their amazing run that I want to talk about for the last 11 championship years from 2011 to 2021 and ask the question, based on these numbers, are Mayo the best team to never win in All-Ireland? Right? So, just, look, I mean, a lot of people will know these, they're not, they're not the uh, most out of nowhere, but I think when you actually say them all together, it's one of the most amazing things it, that you've ever heard. In 11 years, okay. Mayo, a team who haven't won the All-Ireland since 1951, have played in 10 All-Ireland semi-finals and 6 All-Ireland finals. One year since 2011 have they not made an All-Ireland uh, semi-final at least. That was the uh, infamous 2018 Newbridge or Nowhere. Second round of the qualifiers, they lost by three points to Kildare. Kildare yeah. are also one of only two teams in that time who beat Mayo and weren't and didn't go on to win the All-Ireland um, that year. Kerry in 2011 who lost to Dublin in the final in that sem- in that other in the, the only semi-final that Mayo lost yeah. that wasn't to the eventual champions just puts that into perspective as well in that in the four semi-finals that they did lose 
one of them, obviously three of them were to a, a eventual All-Ireland champions and two of them were in replays. You know, obviously famously course, the yeah. 2014 Kerry uh uh, two of the greatest games of all time and then once to Dublin as well four times in 11 years um, they've also knocked out the All-Ireland champions that doesn't sound that amazing until you remember that Dublin won six in a row in that time and nobody beat them but in 2011 they beat Cork yeah. All-Ireland champions in 2012 <coughs> they beat Dublin who were All-Ireland champions in 2013 they got some revenge against Donegal in the quarterfinal absolutely hammered them I was there in Crow Park that day they were All-Ireland champions and then Dublin won a load of All-Irelands and uh, in 2021 Mayo were the ones who ended that streak obviously uh, last year at Crow Park so they've been there top table since 2011 James Horne's obviously been there the entire well not the entire time he had a sabbatical in the middle Stephen Rochford came in and uh, a couple uh, geez, I actually forgot about Holmes and Kennelly there for a second as well but you know James Horne is bookending it as well but actually I'm very surprised at how many players there are still involved in the 2022 that struck me as well that was panel mad, yeah. and the 2011 panel like it's actually a, there's a there's less turnover than you expect Rob Henley Aidan O'Shea Kevin McLaughlin Killian O'Connor Lee Keegan and Jason Doherty are all were all in 2011 squads and 2022 squads where like I mean you would have to imagine that it's going to be 12 years 11 semi-finals given the form oh. that they're in at the moment you know I mean I'm not I'm not look, I'm saying that the metrics point to us Richie you know um, one last thing Go on. 14 matches including the three draws that like 14 ties I suppose if you want to put a, use a, fo- a, a football term that they ended their season on they lost by an average of 3.5 points in those games which actually is there's a couple of outliers in there the first game to carry was a big loss by 9 points I think I think yeah. to Dublin with that, that famous 2019 semi-final was 10 points as well but you know a lot of close games in there as well it's, it's, or Mayo it's quite, I don't think there's any argument that they are the best team to not win an All-Ireland such has been like you factor in the length of time obviously that they've had the county has had to wait but that this core of players yeah, and the majority of them obviously as you mentioned since 2011 to go that long and to perform and go as deep as often as yeah. they have it's just they come up against the greatest team of all time without a doubt 2016-2017 All-Irelands they were probably as good as any other as they would brought that Dublin team as close as anyone yeah. could ever possibly bring them you know they probably left another one or two behind maybe you know if that was Kerry and they had won three of those finals which Mayo easily could have you can talk about bottling all day long it's not really true at least for the most part they left a couple behind them by the fact that they came up against Dublin if that was Kerry and they'd won three All-Irelands and they'd made they'd made ten semi-finals in 11 years six finals and won three they'd be talking about it as one of their greatest eras Stop the Mayo propaganda I hear texters almost with with their feverish thumbs getting in contact at the moment to tell (laughs) us about because they've had enough of it they say Nathan's off I thought we were free of this tyranny tonight (laughs) Look I've no skin in the game here Let's go further south and actually assess the chances according to the meaningful metrics of Galway this coming Sunday at McHale Park so this doesn't work too much in their favour either it's a very very small little metric but what has been notable in Galway Mayo fixtures over the last decade and a half nearly two decades is that wins come in clusters in the Connacht Championship anyway not necessarily taking league fixtures I think they might have had a qualifier against each other a quarter final as well so only in the Connacht Championship wins come in clusters so the last time they traded wins was 2005 and 2006 and since then what we've had is a uh, run of 
three wins by Galway then you had five wins in a row between 2009 and 2015 for Mayo then Galway won three in a row again between 16 and 18 which was do you remember that there was that kind of thing where Galway kept beating Mayo in, in, in Connacht and Mayo kept going and, on and ultimately it accounted for not because exactly Mayo, kept, kept Mayo that was Mayo 16 and 17 were the closest they ever came to winning the All-Ireland so and then unfortunately though for Galway now we're in the middle of a two in a row for Mayo they seem to happen at least in trees sure so that would suggest if the, if you're to believe the metrics, Richie, it would suggest another win in Castlebar for Mayo. But Galway next year, next year's the year. Mick, the middle of this page is going to be salotaped to the dressing room door <laughs> at McHale Park, and Maroon and White are going to be uh, cursing your name as they look at these uh, meaningful metrics. As I mentioned, there are three uh, matches in Leinster. Leinster uh, is not necessarily something you get really jazzed about for first round matches, but here we have Louth, Carlo, Exford, Offaly, and Wicklow versus Leash all on Sunday afternoon. Uh, some indicators as to what we can look forward to this weekend? Yeah, a little bit. So I just had a look at this because it's kind of a, it, it's a little bit of a, a, a a graveyard shift almost for in the Lens Championship because basically the way it works is that you know six of the seven teams are in the county who don't make the previous year's semi-finals get launched into this first round so the the good teams are generally kept out of it they mm. play off and I was just looking to see how often teams go through and you know get past say the quarterfinal and go beyond their level and it's an interesting enough number so say this came into uh, in 2001 this current format so we've got a huge sample size of 21 years that's 63 first round games 63 for first round winners we should mention before that point yeah the forgotten group stages of the Leinster Championship which I knew nothing about until today don't remember it at all I, sa- I said I'd start the year 2000 because it's a nice you know start the new century I'm not going to go back 40 years here let's face it uh, I said what's this group stage going on here and then the following year was the, the format I know and love so yeah uh, fair play to Wexford who won a group phrase uh, in the seems like uh, an idea in the Leinster Championship bring it back <laughs> why not yeah because it's like yeah, we, we have enough games but we you know we don't have enough games that are already being ignored <laughs> by the national media, including ourselves. There isn't enough talk about championship structures either. No, absolutely not. Right, I want to go through this though. So, so of those 63 games, 63 first round winners, 45 of them lost their next match, so lost the Leinster quarterfinal. Okay. That's a big, big number. But yeah. one thing these numbers prove, and I think loud and awfully, for my mind anyway, would be teams that would be looking to this this week, yeah, right? Yeah. Momentum is a real thing. So... You might not. You might get past your first round. Your chances are you lose your quarterfinal. If you win your quarterfinal, of those eighteen teams that won their quarterfinal, twelve went all the way to the Leinster final. They won their semi-final, right? So four of them then went on to actually win Leinster. Now, this is a weird one because obviously Dublin have won every Leinster title since two thousand and eleven. But before that, there was an amazing glory era of two thousand and three. Leash went from the first round to win the Leinster title. Yeah. Two thousand and four, Westmead went from the first round to win the Leinster title, and hilariously, Dublin in two thousand and five didn't make it or it didn't make a semi final the year before and went from the first round to win a Leinster title. The only other team to have done it, Richie, yeah. is the year that doesn't count. Almost, don't say that. Two thousand and ten. Both teams in the Leinster final went all the way from the first round, won four matches. Well, Mead won four Valid matches. Goal. And Loud, unfortunately for them, didn't. So, more pronounced during the Dublin 11 in a row era, right? So, yeah. of the 33 first round winners in the last 11 years, only eight went on, but five of them would go on to win the next round. So it's actually it's 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 pretty uh again, if I'm Loud playing Carlo this weekend, I'm awfully Wexford, I'm thinking, right, get past this. If I win my next game, there's a chance here. You know, there's a chance. There's, there's a always chance a chance. There's always a chance. This could be the most open Lenser title in a uh, Lenser championship in a long time. I think 
awfully and loud. I've made it so. Dublin coming back to the pack. I've made it so. Yeah. I'm actually, you know what? You've got me pumped for the Leinster Championship. There you go. Something I didn't think possible Leinster coming into this segment. This weekend. There you go. Meeting for metrics on off the ball in partnership with Whoop, the personalised digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential. See whoop.com for more. Three minutes played in the second half of Turf More. Burnley 2, Southampton 0. Uh, lots to come on the football show, including the Republic of Ireland under 21 manager Jim Crawford. We'll be back after these.